Download the BetMGM Sports app and place a $10 Moneyline wager on any NBA playoff game to win $200 in free bets if either team hits a three-pointer. Use code CHAMPION200. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Hello, this is Jim the Keys bartender. I'm not going to try to do a, a big greeting here. This is one episode before episode 400. It's episode 399. And it's called, This is Not a Butt Plug. And how I came up with that was recently, last week, I was setting up my equipment on the patio of the catch restaurant on the bar area outside. They have this nice little tiki bar outside. And I was unpacking my recording equipment. I have a laptop, a Chromebook. I have a soundboard, microphones, and mics. Our mics really aren't for a setting that isn't sound controlled. Or it could be for one that's open to sound. If you want to get everything. If you want to get the whole sound of the place, a powered mic might be good that way. But you're also picking up all the other sound. So I'm unpacking this stuff, and I have the microphones, look what microphones, the soundboard, the laptops. And there's one thing. It's a Samson Meteor mic. And I'm going to post it as the cover for the show. It looks like what it looks like closed up. Someone came up and said, hey, that looks like a sexual device. I said, like what? And they go, like a butt plug. Well, I'm not familiar with all the different shapes of butt plugs, but normally, I, you know, this it looks like a big capsule to me for, you know, it looks like a capsule, a metal capsule that an elephant would take if he had, needed to get penicillin. It's that size, maybe. But I don't get the butt plug thing. And the same thing, the funny thing about it was about 20... Months ago, yeah, I'm going to say that the summer before, I'm going through customs in Poland, and I have my care baggage and my Chromebook and the Samson mic. And when we're going through the X-ray machine, the Polish guy goes, "You're going to have to show me what that is." And he looks at me, because you don't want to show me what that is. And I said, yeah, I want to show you. It's a microphone. He goes, that's not a microphone. He didn't. He said it was thick Polish accent. That's not a microphone. I said, oh, okay. So I have the uh, thing, and I, he looks at it. He starts smiling like I had something in there that I didn't want to show. And then I open it up, and I show the cord and the setup. And then it looks like a powered microphone. Still kind of like a powered microphone that could be used as a butt plug, right? No, but that's what it was. It's very sturdy. It's shiny metal, smooth, except for the areas you're supposed to speak in. And it's funny that people automatically go that way. And I know in a show, we there must be 40 episodes where we reference butt plugs. And it started with the 
Lover's Boutique in Key Largo. I've been going back and forth with them about doing a live show from there. And with the way it is, they're kind of reluctant, and I'm kind of reluctant, of doing live shows. Not necessarily for me, but for other people. As you know, if you're an avid listener, I've had both my Pfizer shots over my second one over two weeks ago, and that's because, not because I have a uh, pre-existing condition or anything like that. It's because I work part-time in a hospital. So now I'm concerned about having people together without their mask on, talking into a microphone, holding a microphone, sanitizing the microphone, and things like that. I'm always, and it's always been that way, I'm more concerned about my family and the people I'm coming in contact with, not necessarily myself. Not that I'm not concerned about the health of myself, just that I, like everyone else, thinks think they're invulnerable, right? That, yeah, I don't get sick. But I guess you find out the hard way that way. And we're going to get back to that thing, and it seems like, hey, Jim, you do have a fascination with the butt. I didn't even think I had put a little Valentine's card out that says it was a little guy with a, um, you know, one of those guys that look like a Hummel figurine that they use in those old time Valentine's Day cards. And he's smiling with a big heart, candy heart, and he's saying, I want to do things to your butt. So there we go again. The funny thing about, uh, the keys right now, it, it seems like for, it's a beautiful day again. It doesn't seem as crowded, though we're on the cusp of spring break. We did have a couple young people come up after we were closing, asking if the bar was open. They said, where's a good place to go? And I told them the, I told them the places that were open. So we'll find that out. And uh, once again, I'm going to do the commercial early. If you're in Key Largo... Yeah, mile marker 102, find yourself near Oceanside. There's the Catch Restaurant and Bar. They're open daily uh, for lunch and dinner. Monday through Friday, they have a happy hour from 3.30 to 6.30 with great drinking foods. And if you catch your own fish and you have it cleaned when you come in, they'll cook it up for you any way you want. But there's plenty of seafood. If you're not, your proclivities don't run to this seafood type, and they, they have a lot of great food there. That'll be it for right now. The reason I wanted to do that is because I was talking about the show to other people and say, hey, listen, how do you get paid? Well, I don't get a lot of money right now for the show because I don't have specific sponsors I, I, I except other than the restaurant. And it's not because I'm discerning. I haven't purposely went out because I need enough listeners to really make it worth their while. Now, yeah, I may have some thousands of listeners, but I need actually tens of thousands of listeners to make it more palatable to people. If I have tens of thousands of listeners, I can approach liquor companies. Hey, Jim, you're a sober bartender. Why would you uh, go to liquor companies? I said, well, I still serve liquor, so I don't have a compunction against having that. That being said, people say, well, I always hear these commercials on your show, and that's provided by this service. Now, I'm not specifically endorsing those things. I do not endorse uh, online mattress sales. 
no sugary soft drinks, no online universities, no payday loan services, no Xfinity or any other internet service, no car insurance, whether it's Geico or Progressive, no internet companies such as uh, GoDaddy platform or Chewy.com. I don't, I don't endorse those. There are commercials they put on prior to the show before they roll them. And they roll them for every show they, they have a certain amount of listeners for. And once you get big enough that you have sponsors, they don't do it. They don't necessarily do that to a Joe Rogan show or anything like that. They just do their their own. Uh, I, I think they do their own. They don't do a pre-roll for Joe Rogan or Tony Robbins. or I picked the two guys I'm like situated in between. Now, I don't purposely don't want you to buy those things, but I'm not endorsing those things. They're just things that people put on there. If I were to endorse something, it would be embedded in the show, in the program, like the commercial I did for the Catch Restaurant, like Smuggler's Key West, Key West Smuggler's Bourbon. That that was in the show. I still endorse that, but I mean, it's not uh, active right now. And it doesn't, it's not like I don't want those commercials to play, but it's not like a commercial for, like during The Walking Dead. During The Walking Dead, there's certain people that they buy advertising slots, right? And they say, well, we want to have our, you know, this watches the show, so we want to ha- do this, right? We want to do this Oldsmobile. I mean, is there an Oldsmobile anymore? I don't think there's an Oldsmobile or Pontiac, right? I'm picking two defunct companies. Or Kodak. I mean, Kodak. Do they even make a camera anymore? Do they make film? I think they may have. They may be making a, a vaccine. I don't know. They're they're they make photographic. They used to make photographic equipment. They used to make the film. They probably still make the film. But as I said, if it's not embedded in the program, I don't mention it's not a specific endorsement. So if anything you get from them, I'm not sure. I mean, you could if. Those advertisers wanted to send me something, I'd be willing to work it into it. You know, you can you can send me something, I'm willing to try it. But there's some things I don't try. If you just send me the money, I'll do it anyway. So it depends on it, if it's something that fits with my style, I guess. I don't know. But that being said, it would be something like uh, Probs pre-lubricated butt plugs. You don't like our competition's product? Feels like sandpaper. Number three, quality sandpaper. Try the luxury of pre-lubricant. Bob's butt plugs. We know all the ins and outs. By American. Okay. That's a good one. Oh, when you are out with a bunch of COVID deniers... You may not want to cause a ruckus by wearing a mask because you know how people give shit. But you believe it's real and you carry a little extra weight, right? A couple extra pounds. Well, we got the solution for you. We'll put a smile on your face. We'll use your face as the mask or someone else's face as a mask. We're not talking about Buffalo Bill stuff here. Where We're talking about doing a digital photo of you and putting it on the mask. So it looks like your smiling face. Put, wear the mask. 
that says, I care, but don't let your crazy friends know that you care. This is, I don't like I'm wearing a mask. Also, there's Baby Night Night. Used to be called Baby Nightquell. Young parents, when you have your children and their babies and they are waking up in the middle of the night, what's the solution? Having them sleep through the night. What's the best way of having them sleep through the night? Drop a little baby night night. You can put it in your formula. You can put it in your pre-pumped breast milk. And then you can get yourself a great night's sleep. Try baby night night. Okay. That's pretty much it. That's the kind of commercials I would do. I would write them up and stuff like that. And I don't know if that would really work. Because it would probably be probably night night. The pre-lubricated and the mask thing is probably a pretty good idea. So I'll keep with that one. On the way back from the gym today, I was wondering while I'm maneuvering through the traffic, and there's business traffic, there's local traffic, and there's tourist traffic. And you just have this thing in your head, don't you have this dialogue going when you're driving there? You know, that person's an asshole. That person's an asshole. You're thinking all that stuff. And I was coming up behind a camper that was towing a Jeep. And not a little Jeep, a big Jeep. And I'm thinking, oh, look at this guy blocking traffic, trying to make a turn. Well, I don't think he's doing it on purpose. He just has a, a big ass, one of those really expensive, you know, half a million dollar campers towing a $40,000 Jeep. The ass end of the Jeep's out in traffic while he's trying to make a turn. And what's he going to do if you've got to make a turn, right? The ass end's going to be sticking out. He has it all the way in, so he's not in opposing traffic making the U-turn. So I'm thinking, why am I casting dispersions on this person? And then I remember from, it's a book I read. It's called The Four Agreements. I mentioned Four Agreements before. It's about not taking anything personally. One one thing, there's four agreements. One of the four agreements is not taking anything personally. So when something happens, when someone flips you off, someone beeps, someone does something rude, yet you just let it slide off your back. Just don't take it personally. It has nothing to do with you. And your reaction doesn't really do anything for it. Yes, obviously, if someone's doing something wrong, if you see an injustice, yes, it, it's important to probably step in and say something. But in case of driving down the road, you're really not going to teach anybody anything other than cause a ruckus. Right? So, in the four agreements, they mention that that voice that starts telling you, hey, you should do this, you should do that, it's called, they use the word metote, and it's like an internal voice. It's your conscience just telling you things. And you got to treat it like a person. And you have to say, hey, listen, we're not going to be listening to you right now. You're going to, you're not, you don't listen to those negative thoughts. It could be negative thoughts about you. It could be negative thoughts about someone else. You could just say, hey, quiet down. That voice. And everyone that voice. It's sometimes if you're, obviously, if you're schizophrenic, it's almost... Humanize. I mean, it's a, almost like a real person talking to you. And you view it as a real person. You see it as a real person. You may visualize that. But in the background, Matote just tells you what the fuck 
you know, just says, hey, what the fuck? This guy just cut you off. This, you know, this guy's blocking the road. This woman's, um, uh, you know, being a fucking bitch, you know, stuff like that. And that's the judgment where you're judging those things. It doesn't have to be that way. And it works. It works really well when you, you think about it, when you're aware of those negative feedback. You don't want to get into a negative feedback cycle. I mean, does it really help you? He says, hey, that thing you my... Well, you're going to turn out to be quite the asshole if you do it. Now, I'm not perfect at that. I'm not, not by a near shot. But I'm aware of it. I'm aware of the issue. I'm aware of the problem. And that's half the battle. So today, when I'm coming back, I decided I have to do some things. I, you know, just finished at the gym. I'm watching what I eat. I try to watch eating red meat. So I go to the local market. It's a great market. I love it. And, you know, I always get, if there's a deal on something, besides the main thing I'm going to get, but if there's a sale item that I know I'm going to use the next week, I'm going to get, I'm going to get those. And my wife and I are always about getting good deals on good coffee. We always, and I'm going to talk about that eventually because I do have a sponsor who I endorse, Apogee Coffee. And I'm going to be putting there, uh, eventually, I'll be putting them in the show notes. So uh, it's coffee I like to get. And when I'm in a store, if you're, if you're one of those people, you know, you want to, you want to get those things. I, life's too short to drink bad coffee. And I've drink, drank plenty of bad coffee. So that's, make the long story short, I'm, I got all the shit that I wanted, right? I saw that it said, Actually, they made a mistake in the labeling. It was one of these pre-prepared meals where you have to heat up. And it was a stuffed chicken. And I thought it was cordon bleu. It ended up being Italian because it had pepperoni in it. Which I didn't really mind. It was actually pretty good. It was like a chicken stromboli. But I'm getting off the mark again. So I have like eight things in my cart. So I have the option of going any place I want with the cart and go to 10 items or less or not. So I'm moving along. There's a lot of people in there. There's a lot of older people, a lot of people not sure what they're getting, but I know where everything is now. So I'm going down the front aisle where the cash registers are at the end of the aisles. And one guy comes out, he's coming at the same speed and he pulls out right in front of me. Now we arrived pretty much the same time. I may arrived a little earlier, but I still said, excuse me. And the guy just looked at me and didn't do anything and pulled right in front of me. And that Matote, I go, what, you fucking asshole. It happened so quick, so quick. And I felt, wow, that is ironic. I've been trying to practice that thing where not taking anything personal. And I just took that personally and I reacted to it. And I said, ah, that guy's not an asshole. But while I'm doing it, we're looking at the registers. We're going side by side almost. And he slows down to look at one, right? And I got like two feet in front of him. And the next one, I see this older man who only has six items. And he's ready to go in there. And I pulled in right in front of him. So there goes my fucking great idea of not listening to Motote. And I just went ahead and did that. And it brought a little satisfaction that the guy, and I looked at the guy, and the guy wasn't looking at me. I'm like, yeah, you want to be a dick? There you go. I mean, I would have let that guy go in the aisle first, but he had more shit. But here I'm doing that. I'm doing exactly what I wasn't supposed to do. Listening to that voice. In there. 
and I realized that guy must have been in a hurry. Maybe, but I mean, could have said, "Excuse me, uh, excuse me, I'm in a bit of a hurry." He could have done that, and I could have went to the ten items or less, but I didn't. I went in the regular one, so we ended up going to the other one, and it turned out it looked like maybe someone had an item that they had to go and do a price check on. Because when I was checking out, he was in, even laying his stuff on the conveyor belt. So I felt bad, but not that fucking bad. And it's not about the guy, it's about me. So whenever I try my best, I usually kick myself when being aware of these things and doing the opposite is sometimes more baffling than not being aware of doing bad things anyway. People are oblivious to it. They just go out and they fucking do whatever they want. You know, when there's a merge lane, they go all the way down and wait to the very end. They can't even drive any further on the road. And then they try to merge up front. And they do it all the time. They don't think anything wrong with it. Matter of fact, down here in Miami, yesterday, a young woman coming from L.A. And you'll see these news stories. uh, She's driving a rental car. And she drives up. She crashes the car up on the curb in downtown Miami, missing a homeless woman, barely, just by a couple feet. And some guy just stops and starts videotaping her as she starts taking her luggage out of the car, grabbing her phone and all that stuff, and leaving the vehicle there and getting in an Uber. Now, she rented a vehicle. I just don't understand how that she thinks that's going to work. She just crashed the car, got into a got into and called it up an Uber, jumped into Uber, and the guy got arrested. I think the Uber driver got arrested or whoever was helping her leave, um, helped her get out. So the only way that would, would, would have worked if that wasn't her car or rental car and her name wasn't attached to it. That was just like a bad idea all around. Just like, oh, I got in a fucking accident, I'm doing it. Or like that. Uh, attorney general in Montana or something like that or or North Dakota, South Dakota and he uh, was drinking and driving and it turns out that the glasses of the person he hit was inside his vehicle meaning their head had to get through the windshield that's pretty serious shit and that person decided instead of you know, people do that this denial thing all the time. And they're oblivious to it. So they're not going to stop. People that do shit like that aren't going to stop and listen to Matote. They're not going to stop and question that inner voice. When I say Matote, the inner voice that tells them, hey, don't take this too serious. Or don't call that guy a fucking jerk off. Don't flip him off. Don't, don't push that person. You know? They're not, they're not even going to consider that. Why should they? They don't consider that. That's one of the things. And that's a, that's a curse for them. Because people recognize that. And they only wreck people. And people don't offer kindnesses to people who behave like that. Or generally they don't offer kindnesses. They don't think well of people that are super selfish. Last week I told you a story when I stepped I was doing a signing, and it's the first signing I ever did, and I was kind of concerned because he smelled shit. Yeah. And I thought maybe someone had an accident. 
90% it was the people, 10% it was me. But I was assuming it was the people because they were significantly older. And after a while, I got up to use the bathroom. And lo and behold, it wasn't anyone. Okay, first of all, don't jump to conclusion. You say, Jim, did you shit yourself? No, I did not shit myself. I went and used the bathroom. And then as I walked back, I sat down and I looked across the hardwood floor. And there was shit on the shoe. On my shoe. Because the tracks came back. As it turned out, their cat shat in front of the sofa where I was sitting. And I had put my heel into it. Now, I immediately thought when I tracked it back and I saw that, I owned up. I was saying, you know, the little boy in me, the little kid, was just ignore it. It's their problem. It wasn't me. You know, maybe no one will notice. As soon as I saw it, I said, I am so sorry. It looks like I tracked something through your house. And then almost within two seconds, three seconds, they said, nope, it, you did not track it in your house. Our cat had an accident. And I'm like, it didn't look like the kind of place our cat has a lot of accident because they had a clean rug, clean floor. They didn't have a lot of stuff out because they were in the process of moving things in. So I had a lot of paperwork out, but otherwise they had a clean house. And so I owned up to it. The little voice told me, hey, don't say shit. And I was just like, go against that little voice. There's sometimes when you're told to, something to do with self, it's like, hey, do this. You have to resist that urge. That's why sexual assault and all these things, you should not automatically go with your first instincts. Unless you're a person that is instinctually mindful or instinctually empathetic, you know, on the good side. If you're instinctually not, and you want to get away from that, because obviously if you're not that way, why would you listen to someone like me? If you're instinctually selfish and things like that, you don't want to hear this. And we always think those things, right, about ourselves. Whenever you hear the horrible things, you say, well, oh, this, you could be a, you could be narcoleptic and not even know, or you could be one of those people that are, um, you know, shoplifter, gambling-aholic, gamb- you know, uh, alcoholic, a, a sexual deviant. If you question whether you're a sexual deviant and whether it's right or wrong, chances are you're not a sexual deviant. Because the people that are really deviants and abusive and hurtful and not mindful of other people's feelings, they don't question those things or do they don't let the questioning stop them from doing it. Their moral compunction leads more to what makes me feel good. And there's a lot of things that can make you feel good that doesn't hurt other people. Right? I mean, I have to... That thing with Matote, when I get up in the morning with that voice in my head, I can think in my head, I think I can just go back to sleep. I'll go to the gym later. No, but I said, you know what? I can get up early, take my daughter to school... So my wife can go and go to, straight to the gym and then go straight to work and she doesn't have to drop the daughter off and come back. I have plenty of time. I'll go it when I come back. If I need to rest, I'll have a couple hours to do it. I'll be able to you know, feed myself, do a podcast, get that taken and not feel too shabby about myself before I go to work. Like I didn't do anything today. 
So that's nice. Um, I, I'll, I'm going to try doing this more often than not. Sometimes you're busy, don't even think about it. And you're just pissed off. You're just pissed off all the time. I try not to be pissed off all the time. Or be ready to be pissed off. Or be pissed on. Like I always react horribly when I break something and then people start clapping. I hate that. I hate that. Every A lot of people don't like that. When you make a mistake, they don't like having an audience. And having people. And then sometimes, you know, you got to go raise your hand. You go, yep, it was me. You know, I, I broke a bottle the other day when I was making drinks and I had to melt all my ice. The worst thing in the world. The worst thing. I did it to myself. I did it to myself. I didn't feel guilty about doing it myself. I knew I had to clean up. Now, if someone else did it to me, I would just go, I would think in my head, oh, thanks a lot, asshole. Now I got all this extra work. Right? But that could have very well been me. That's why they're called accidents, right? Not on purposes. That's pretty much what I have to say today. I want to thank for listening. Please share the show with your friends. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, leave us a review. And if you have any questions, send your emails to jim at keysbartender.com. I'd like to thank you once again for listening. And if you're in town, come and see me. If you do stop by to catch, tell them the Keys Bartender sent you. Okay? Thank you very much and have a wonderful weekend. Bye.